I see there is no one right approach or this one way how to overcome this digitization or the digital transformation. I think it's a puzzle of many different tiny actions and activities that you need to do. Welcome to the Lost and Transformation podcast series dedicated to the complex world of digital transformation. We feature guests from large corporations, startups, consultancies, and more to shed light on the success factors around innovation, transformation, and adjacent topics. We share firsthand insights and inspiration from experts for all the entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, and anyone curious about digital transformation. Marie-Helena Amitzreiter is a partner at Speed Invest and now oversees the investments in the Industry 4.0 space after many years of experience in the corporate world and especially in the telco industry. She's sharing the journey of how Speed Invest industry came about and which noteworthy startups she's worked with. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, Marie-Helena. It's great to have you with us on the show today, and thank you for taking the time. So you are a partner at Speed Invest, which is an early-stage venture capital firm that focuses, amongst other areas, also on deep tech and industry and fintech and marketplaces. And um, today, we're curious to learn about the journey of Speed Invest, and in particular, of Speed Invest industry. But let's just start from the very beginning. I'd also like to understand what is Speed Invest in more detail and what sets it apart from other VCs. Hi. Well, first of all, thanks for the invitation. Very happy to be here. Yeah, very briefly on Speed Invest, as you already mentioned, we are a venture capital fund in Europe. So we invest all across Europe in startups, very early stage. So in the seed stage, we have 400 million euro asset under management and so far, we've been invested in 180 startups. So maybe what sets us apart, because there is lots of VCs at the moment out there, and we consider ourselves as a so-called operational VC. So what does it mean that uh, we try to really work hands-on with our startups? So it's not just that we would invest capital, but we would physically invest operational time, management time. We have experts of different fields in order to help the startups grow. So this is um, what Speed Invest uh, is all about. Yeah, interesting. And you yourself have also been working in the corporate world before you started at Speed Invest. I'm curious to hear more. How did things work there before your journey at Speed Invest? Yeah, I have a, a very, let's say, classic corporate background. I was 20 years in the telecommunication industry. Uh, more specifically, I was CEO of a mobile operator that we started uh, as greenfield operations or from the scratch. And after that, I was uh, with OMV, which is uh, an oil and gas company. So two big corporations that I've been working with. And I think what triggered me to start at Speed Invest and in the VC industry was trying to find something where I can incorporate my experiences and also the lessons learned um, and the failures that we have done and invest these learnings and help uh, to bring these learnings into the startups. Yeah. And then was there a certain point in time where 
you know, Speed Invest as a company felt like it needed to change? Or was there a point where there was like a catalyst for change? Well, I'd say, you know, my experience in the corporate world was that the mobile communication was one of the first industries um, that went through digital transformation. So what has happened is that we had invested in very expensive infrastructure um, in the connectivity. And all of a sudden there came the so-called OTDs, um, the over-the-top players, which were the app providers. So the WhatsApps of this world. And they disrupted our business and kept and, and took part of our value chain. Very nice part because that was the user-generated revenues that all of a sudden were grabbed by these new players. And we were young managers. I was in my 20s when this whole digital transformation took place. And we saw this coming and these revenues all of, all of a sudden flowing away. But we were unable to counterfeit it. Why? And this is something that I really elaborated afterwards. It was, in my opinion, two reasons. One was greediness. We simply thought we want to not let go this part of the revenue and do it ourselves. So we tried to build content libraries, our own ISP, mobile wallets. So we tried to cover all these value generating applications ourselves. And that's the second main point, the not invented here. Rather than collaborating with these new players and trying to take at least part of these revenues, we said, no, 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 we want to own it all and we want to build it ourselves. We are eager and we, we are sure we can build it ourselves. And this experience, and I had a very similar experience then in the oil and gas industry afterwards, where we had, where we were running our own green energy fund, where we tried to invest into startups and into new innovations. So a little bit smarter, but still, you know, thinking that we can find the right startups to learn from. These both experiences gave us in a way or me in a way the idea, hey, we need a model to find how can the traditional industries, the traditional players collaborate in a fruitful and in a positive way with the startup world in order to gain their innovation power. And this is in a way what we tried at a certain point with Speed Invest, when we reinvented the very traditional old VC model into where we are today. So you're mentioning that, you know, those traditional companies, they've kind of also had to deal with the big digital transformation that came across. What were maybe some first approaches to the problem that you encountered? Well, I think that we tried different things. We thought there is this one thing to fix the innovation and digital transformation problem. So we generated this big vision of how we would look tomorrow. And then we tried to transform our business in that way. I think there is today what I see, there is not one right approach or this one way how to overcome this digitization or the digital transformation. I think it's a puzzle of many different tiny actions and activities that you need to do. And one of these is definitely, you know, the collaboration with the startup ecosystem 
because many things you are blind from uh, within your own organization and you also, it's counterintuitive to come up with an idea that is cannibalizing your own business. So in that respect, I think one of the learning was from there, you need to have also an outside-in approach to gain innovation from the outside into the company. And uh, this is, I think, the model that I try or we try with Speed Invest Industry, and I can come there in a moment, how we do that um, to bring this innovation from the startup ecosystem into traditional organizations. It's nice that you're collaborating so closely with the ecosystem in that way. And because you are already mentioning about Speed Invest Industry a bit more, what is maybe the bigger purpose or the bigger vision for speed invest industry? Well, I, I, I deeply believe that for the traditional industry, it all starts with a mindset change. It's more a cultural issue to benefit from the digital world than it is a, a technological or a, something about the processes. And my vision for speed invest industry is really to enable traditional players with the access to the innovation power of the startup world and create a win-win situation for both sides. So the underlying concept is that the traditional industry invests money into our fund and we reinvest this money into relevant startups only industrial tech startups, but at the same time, not just invest the money, but also bring the two together, but at the right moment with the right people in a very efficient way so that they can learn and benefit from each other. And in the end, I think the win-win is that the traditional companies, they get a return, a financial return by investing in a fund. It's not at the end, money that is gone through the roof or just, you know, OPEX and spendings, but it is money you invest and you even get an interest rate or a return for. And on the other hand, we have an investment in a startup ecosystem for Europe, for industrial tech that helped grow. And I think for Europe, that's really one of the big heritages we have. We are good in industry and uh, in all traditional industrial, from manufacturing to automotive to pulp and paper, you name it. And I think if we do not manage to bring these traditional industries to the next level, um, to digitize them, to digitalize them, as in Europe, we are really having an issue. So the bigger vision that I have is to help with this model as one puzzle, I, this will not solve it at the whole, but we are one puzzle, hopefully, in this bigger European driving force of industry of also being, uh, you know, tomorrow one of the global players when it comes to industrial tech. I really like the notion of creating a win-win that you mentioned for both sides. I think that's really important as well. And do you have maybe one or two examples of concrete cases or um, startups that maybe you've invested in or worked with that you can share here? Sure, sure. For example, one being TWICE. So TWICE is very typical. It's a spin out of the Technical University in Munich. 
And um, it was a team that were researching on the behavior of lithium-ion batteries. So what they are building, it's an analytic software where they build a digital twin in the cloud of a battery. And they can not only more or less analyze what's the current status of the battery, but more importantly, they can simulate behavior and how certain behavior is influencing the lifetime of the battery. So in this development of the whole electrification that we see on the market at the moment, is it in automotive, but also in many other industries, the battery becomes one central part. And there is a big, at the moment, competition going on because China currently is really taking over the whole power and the whole battery manufacturing market. So TWICE is having, at the moment, huge successes which, with its analytic software, also collaborating and providing as a supplier some of the Chinese manufacturers, but more importantly, they are working together, of course, with all big OEMs here in Europe, um, in the automotive sector, but also with insurance companies who would like, you know, to insure, for example, some of the electricity, power plants um, in order, you know, when will there be or might there be a failure in the battery lifetime or, or a downtime or something like that. So I think that's a good example to see how strong Europe, European inventions can be and can go. And at the moment, they're really one, I'd say, of the, of the very good role models to see how they grow and how quick also their market acceptance is. I mean, another one, for example, is Celus. Celus um, is at the moment revolutionizing the design process of uh, PCB manufacturing. And electronics is uh, something that is in every washing machine, in every coffee machine, in almost every single part of our lives today. And however, the design of these electronics of the PCPs is still a very manual process. And these guys have developed a methodology on how to optimize this. Also that, I think, you know, it's really time efficiencies of uh, efficiency gains of 90%, which makes us more efficient and therefore more competitive against other players. Two super nice examples also to see, okay, the competitiveness of the European startups in the field. Really interesting. And um, so you've probably had like a lot of, or like you've seen a lot of startups grow over the year also with Speed Invest Industry. I think it's around two years old. What would you say is your biggest learning up until today from the journey so far? Well, I think this uh, collaboration of corporate, so the LPs, the, the investors of ours, with the startups. What we try is to find relevant startups and bring them together for collaboration. And in order to do so, we really, really need to understand the nature of the business of the traditional players. And that's not so easy. It is not that you say, um, there's a lot of screening agencies out there that promise, you know, we bring you relevant deal flow, we bring you relevant startups. But um, you really need to understand the value chain of the existing industry. What is also the threats? What is also the 
optionalities in the future? How are they working today? What is regional aspect and so on? And only then, if you understand their business, you can find this match of, of relevant startups. And I think this is also one of the reasons of the misalignment. Or I think there is many examples of disappointment where this startup collaboration with the corporates is not working well because first, this match, is this really a suitable startup or innovation that can really you know, fit into who we are, also cultural-wise? Secondly, it's very often expectation management. I think it's, it, you have to be crystal clear in the beginning of this collaboration. Hey, this is just meant to help us doing a due diligence. So we just want to understand, is this startup addressing a pain point or is this collaboration intended to potentially lead to a business, you know, a customer supplier relationship or is the aim of the corporate to buy rather than build some technology. This is three very different use cases of the startup corporate collaboration. And I think if, if not both sides are crystal clear on what's the aim at the very beginning and what is also the commercial conditions of this working together, then the failure is more or less very obvious to happen. And I think this is probably the biggest takeaway on this, you know, two years bringing together and collaboration between traditional industries and startup world that I'd say I would take along. Yeah, we're probably a lot of success cases and then also failure cases where maybe the misalignment wasn't there from the very beginning. Yeah, again, I, I think this is not our our main business, you know, our core business is to invest in successful industrial tech companies. We just feel that we can find and identify the real success cases much better with the help and the domain expertise of the existing players out there. And therefore, for us as an investor, I'm 100% sure we are much better suited to identify and find the right investment targets, the right startups that have the potential to become successful as we have um, the luxury of this network of LPs and industry players that help us on that way in the identification first part, but then also on the growth path, you know, how to make them big, how to gain customers, first success cases, and then also revenue models. Yeah, as you said, it's like a joint project, basically. It's like a collaboration. So you rely on the other side to do their part as well. And with Speed Invest working side by side with the founders as well, how do you know whether or not you've been successful in working with them? Do you have any metrics or indicators where you measure your success? So, of course, it is always in the founder's discretion to decide, do they want how much operational involvement from our side do they really want to have? And also which areas is something that we would identify jointly. So we would sit together or it comes, we, we have a very close, more or less weekly, you know, interaction with them. Just, you know, is it a meeting or a call? Uh, we will see what's going on in the, in the company, what the current challenges. 
And then out of these talks, very quickly, you identify, is there something where we can help? Can we help with network? Can we help with, you know, maybe co-founders out of 180 other startups that might have seen a similar problem and just bring them together? Is it maybe a workshop with some experts? We have a platform of 40 experts coming from different disciplines. We have experts from communication. So we have an agency, a communication agency that helps in positioning, in branding, in um, but also online marketing activities. We have an HR company that can help uh, with experts that helps our startup in recruiting processes, in how do I set up the contracts for employees' stock option program. We have legal experts that can support. And I think most importantly, where we help is, um, and where they also you know, appreciate the support, is giving them access for so-called business development, meaning bringing them together with relevant potential clients or customers that they have the eagerness to collaborate with startups and to co-create and build a product or a service that is best addressing the pain point or the problem. Do we have a measurement of success? I'd say it's a joint journey and our success is their success if we jointly manage to grow the business in the sense of clients, revenues, and uh, of course, also follow on fundraising rounds. That's the success. And that's um, enough, I'd say, of um, KPI that we can wish for. That's also something beautiful to kind of go on this journey together and say, okay, their success is our success as well, because you obviously work together. I like that. And um, looking at the future of Speed Invest Industry, is there Anything you're looking forward to? What's next that you can already share with us? <laughs> well, I guess we for sure gonna raise a next fund, uh, Speed Invest Industry 2. The model as such, and we are a young company, I mean, Speed Invest Industry is there only for two years. But so far, the model that, of course, we need also to tweak here and there and develop further, but the underlying assumption seems to be right and to prove right. It is also that industrial tech has very long sales cycles. It's not the classical VC case where you have very quick returns and very quick rollout um, globally. So you need a different species of LPs that have also some strategic interest and not just quick returns. And this is also why I like the business because we are building serious real businesses. Our businesses are here to stay and are not here to just, you know, being sold out or making quick returns. So in that way, yes, the big vision is, as I said before, expand to be more European. At the moment, we are very much uh, focused on the DAC region. Also, we have investments from the UK and so on, but we would like to, um, in the next fund, to expand this definitely further and therefore also make the fund a bit bigger. Cool. That sounds like exciting prospects. Marie-Helene, thank you so much for taking us along the journey of Speed Invest Industry and uh, for sharing some more insights and examples. Yeah, it has been a really interesting chat with you. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks for having me. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Lost in Transformation. If you enjoy our podcast, please subscribe to our channel and leave us a review on iTunes. Join us next time for another episode of our podcast. Thank you.